0: Stitches, a short story. I drove with the windows down tonight. I decided to bask in the winter breeze that streamed gently through the suburbs of downtown Los Angeles this evening.
1: Why does this damn driver have his high beams on?
0: The shining light in my face brought me back to the operation room. The smell of burning flesh, the droning of the child's flatline. It was the shock of the defibrillator. I can't do this anymore.
1: Once again, another beautiful head of brown hair, another pair of cold eyes, another innocent smile was lost from the world today. She was just eight years old, just like my baby boy. I couldn't bear the idea of losing one of my babies. That's the last thing I need right now. The stench of my scrubs reminds me of my failure, seven years of fraudulence. Me playing dress up as a doctor, spreading false hope and anguish. Why do I keep doing this? Why should I have to be the backbone of this family? Why does it all have to fall on me? Why must I be the mainstay, the good wife, the good mother, the hero? It's just not fair. If only my idiot husband could be of some help. God, I can't even rely on him to pick up our own kids from school. (sighs) You know what? I'm almost home. I'm going to get home, hug my babies, eat
0: some depressing-ass ramen, per usual, and call it a night. I turn off the car, take a moment to breathe, then head into the house. As I scruff my shoes on our eccentric doormat, I remember the time my husband and I were so overwhelmed with the stress of furnishing our new home and the constant bickering about what makes this place feel like home. Welcome,
1: beware wife. Kids and pets are also shady, husband is cool. Are you kidding me?
2: What, I thought you would love it.
1: Yes, this definitely screams
0: the Halsteads.
2: Don't be like that love, I see the smile behind the fangs.
0: (laughs) The idiot always finds a way to make me smile. I walked in and unsurprisingly, the house was an utter disaster. Charlie's toys were all over the living room floor. Annie's homework was spread out on the dining room table, and my husband was nowhere to be found.
2: Hey mom, how's your day at work?
1: Oh, it was okay. I'm sure you saw the big accident on the news.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about you when I heard. I had a pretty crappy day too. I had a calculus exam today, and I completely bombed it thanks to my horrible teacher. Can you help me study for my exam next week?
1: I'm so sorry, baby, but with the day I've had, I just don't think I can. How about you try asking your dad?
2: I've already asked him, but he said he wasn't feeling well.
0: What does he have, a fever?
2: I'm not really sure. Ask him.
0: I worried that he might be sick, but it is probably just a small fever. I headed upstairs to go check up with him after I set my things down. I knocked softly on the door and peered in. Honey, are you okay?
1: Annie said you were feeling a little sick.
2: Hey, sweetie. I didn't hear you come in. Yeah, it's my arm again. I still can't figure out how to stop this.
1: Honey, I've told you a million times that it's phantom limb syndrome. There's nothing more to it.
2: Yeah, I know. I know.
0: So why haven't you helped Annie with her calculus homework? He turned around to look at me with a bewildered face.
2: The last time I had a math class was senior year, and I was bombing algebra too.
1: Okay, but you could at least try and help her in some way.
2: Well, I remember you telling me you've taken Calc before. Plus, I told her I was in a lot of pain, so it would be hard for me to even concentrate.
1: I can't believe he's doing this again. Oh, so you aren't capable of doing anything on your own? Why do you need me to tell you every single thing you need to do? I can't even look forward to coming home to a set table or the laundry folded. So much for a trophy, husband.
2: I'm sorry, honey, but I had a bad day with this arm pain and having to make sure everything is...
1: You had a bad day? I had a horrible day. First, I lose a the patient, then I get caught in shitty traffic, and then I come home to find my husband has left all the responsibilities up to me to complete.
2: I'm sorry, too.
0: You know what? I'm calling it a night. After that, I left him there and hopped into the shower, hoping to get some peace of mind Boiling hot water always helped me relax after a fight like that.
1: I hope I do not worry the kids again. I always hate making them feel like they're from a broken home, just like mine was when I was younger.
0: I stood under the shower, hoping the water would wash away the smell of the hospital.
1: Why does he always have to be like this? Does it hurt to put in a little bit of effort? Is it my fault?
0: No. I'm doing everything I need to do, and then some. I think the stench is finally gone. Let me go get ready for bed. I laid there waiting for him to come to bed until I couldn't bear to keep my eyes open any longer and drifted to sleep. I woke up thinking today is a new day and maybe it'll be different. I got ready and headed towards the kitchen to get my morning coffee. I looked over my shoulder as I reached for the cabinet to find him asleep on the couch.
1: Maybe I was wrong about today. Hey lazybones, when are you planning to get up? Alright, that's how you want to be.
0: Yo! You never washed the
1: dishes last night. What happened?
0: After ignoring me for the second time, I went up to him and said, I'm not doing this today. Then splashed his face with cold water.
2: What the hell is your problem, woman? Can't you see I'm sleeping here?
1: Yeah, well, you can sleep when you actually get up and do something.
2: What are you on about? I do things for this family. In fact, I've done things for everyone. You know, as a soldier, I dedicated my life to not only this family, but also this country. Look at where it led me, crippled with an ungrateful wife.
1: Ungrateful? Me? No. You're the one who forgot I'm your lifeline and without me, you're nothing. I never once heard a thank you from you or any form of appreciation. As a matter of fact, the best thing you ever did was bless me with Annie and Charlie. But now I'm stuck feeling like a single mother of three.
2: Look at you. Ever since the day you got your white coat, you've become so full of yourself.
0: Definitely wrong about today. I ripped my keys off the wall, slammed the door, and left for work. Classic
1: move! Always has to pull out that damn military card. I understand how devastating it was for him to lose his arm, but it can't be used as an excuse. He needs to make the effort to move past this. It not only affects him, but also our family. I was a bit cruel to say that he's nothing without me. After all, I did make a vow to support him in sickness and in health. I guess I figured since the scary stuff was over, he didn't need me anymore.
0: I got my scrub cap out of the glove box, turned off my car, and headed into the hospital. God, please nothing crazy today. As I walked in, the paramedics rushed a stretcher through the sliding glass doors, carrying a man with a face that was nearly unrecognizable. I had just figured it was another John Doe. His hysterical (laughs) wife trailed behind them, clutching onto his purse for her dear life. I looked at the TV and saw a mattress factory fire, this time a big one, and multiple casualties were reported. I joined the paramedics and asked them to fill me in on the man. He's a firefighter who was caught in the second explosion. I assessed him and yelled for an intern to schedule an OR. I caught a glimpse of the wife fighting with an intern, screaming at me. You can't let him die! He's all I have! I won't make it without him! If I don't get this man upstairs now, he's not going to make it. As soon as I got him on the table, the monitors all started going haywire and I needed the It hadn't even been five minutes before I had to call it. Time of death is seven oh four. I headed back downstairs to deliver the news, and the moment she saw my face, she (laughs) dropped to the floor. I explained to her that my team did its best to save him, and he will be remembered as a hero. She went on to tell me how he was the provider of their home, and she was unemployed with no kids. She's all alone.
2: John never minded being the only one who worked since I cared for not only him but the house as well. Do you know what my last words to him were? I told him he was nothing without me.
0: Her words (laughs) haunted me throughout the rest of my shift. I can't believe I said that. I decided I'm going to go home and apologize to him. As I walked out the entrance of the hospital, there he was waiting for me on a bench. Hey, Emmy. Hey, Hal.
2: Listen, I know you don't like me coming here, but I needed to make things right for us. I'm sorry for all the horrible things I said and let you know I don't really see that way. I value you and can never pay back everything you do for me and the kids. I know being a surgeon is hard enough as it is and having to be the family's provider is even harder. I know I'm not doing enough to get past the incident, but from now on, I'm going to make that change and I'm sorry for not doing it sooner. I love you, please forgive me.
1: How oh, I'm so sorry too. I shouldn't have said all those mean things to you, but I would have just communicated with you and then we wouldn't be here. Not only did I cause problems for us, but I'm sure the kids are worried too, and you know how much I hate that. I appreciate all you do at home, and I know you contribute as much as you can in your condition, which makes me cruel for getting mad at you for being forgetful. You're human too, after all. I know we can get through this if we just communicate better. I love you too, my sweet Hal
0: i've never experienced such an embrace to make tears fall out of my eyes yet bring such a glowing smile to my face with that we headed home to the kids and i hit him for wasting money on an uber to be romantic